0: Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Oh, well, hello and welcome to episode 7 of Yarns from the Plane. How are you? Okay I hope. I'm fine, a little bit croaky this morning, don't quite know why. Suffering from the post-Ofsted slump, oh goodness me. I'm it, I'm stunned actually by how jelly-like and unproductive I have become since Ofsted left um, two and a half weeks ago. Just like a blob of jelly sat in the chair. The only thing I can assume is that um, as a staff we have been expecting this since the beginning of the academic year in September and obviously we must all have been storing tension in our bodies, uh, unbeknown to this, waiting for it, and now of course Ofsted's been, they've gone, the report's gone out to parents, we're happy with the results of it, and we've all just gone and turned into little blobs, and uh, it's having quite a negative impact on my knitting, to be the same really, uh, and on my crochet, everything else, but other than that, you know, we're bottling along nicely here, uh, it's been raining overnight, so it's damp, Yesterday and most of last week has been gorgeous. Very spring-like, which is lovely. At uh, one point this week, I actually took the children out in a short sleeve top um, to dismiss them, which uh, normally I've been putting my very large coat on and wrapping myself up with my very large plastic scarf. Um, so it's very nice to be out there in short sleeves, even if it was only for ten minutes. Um, very nice. So, um, since the last show, um, I've been contacted by... Uh, a number of listeners, so Helen and Nose in a Book left to comment uh, on the Podbean site, Link Knitter um, and Bon, uh, Knitter's from Pennsylvania, Bon from South Carolina have contacted and got in touch, uh, As a Pinkshaw Girl and Created Mind, both of whom live in Wisconsin, um, another folk singer from Texas and Dido Mom from Louisiana and Stitch Dud. I have to say, I am having a bit of a fan moment with that. Um, I like Stitch Dad and his bride's podcast and it's quite, um, oh I've come over all unnecessary thinking that Stitch Dad's listening to me, hello Stitch Dad, ooh. Um, oh god how silly am I, I feel like I'm a teenager. Um, I'd also like to say um, hello to Catherine from Hamburg who bless her heart actually contacted me before episode 6, <laughs> actually she's been contacting me for a while, I know Um. But I didn't say hello to her in the last episode so I felt really horrible because she has actually been listening to it. And um, also, a particular hello and thank you to Rally Annie from Surrey um, in southeast of England because she has been listening to the podcast and she has set up a Yarns from the Plane podcast group on Ravelry. So thank you so much for that, Rally Annie. It just um, It's very helpful um, that someone else has done it. I know that sounds really pathetic but I didn't quite, couldn't quite bring myself to create my own group to go, ooh, look at me, you know, I do this fantastic podcast. Well, you know, I do not I do a bumbling along podcast and people seem to like my bumbling along, which is nice. A Ravelry group now set up. So Rally Annie set up a thread in there to for you to put in um, some details about yourself to say hello. And I set up a thread about the indie dyers. Do you remember um, a couple of episodes back I asked you to Suggest indie dyes for me to investigate. Well, some of you have got back to me. Almost immediately the episode went up, hotter than got back to me and told me about Abstract Cat. Uh, she then also posted in the Ravelry group thread about Abstract Cat as well. So uh, I've actually gone onto her Focusy site and there are some lovely colours and lovely yarns on there. Um, looks like quite a choice um, in there. And I'm afraid to say that whilst I was having a look, and, and all in the name of research, you understand. I bought some sock yarn my there's a surprise so I bought jolly which is a, a colorway um, in her 100% superwash merino so that's 100 grams for 370 meters and there's lots of purples and greens and some reds and blues in there and it is a very jolly colourway. really nice quite um loosely spun uh, or loosely plied I should say um, but then merino often is isn't it um, the other one I bought is um, a 75% British Blueface Leicester and 25% nylon mix 100 grams, 400 meters, and that's called Retro which seems to have an awful lot of colours um, similar to the Jolly a uh, bit more green and not really any of those dark reds um, inside there but very green and purple. I hadn't actually realized how alike they were until I opened the parcel and they fell out. But they are very very nice. Um, and of course that biffle and nylon mix is tightly spun so that's nice. But it's not a superwash. So I have to remember that it's not a superwash. Otherwise I'm going to end up with felted socks. So Abstract Cat can be found over on Foxy. I'll put a link up in the show notes but the address is www.foxy.com stroke forward slash shops forward slash abstract cat catherine sent me after discussion um when we chatted the other day she actually sent me um a gorgeous yarn 100 blue face leicester about 94 grams you know so it's just under 400 uh, meters and it's called chrysopass that's the colorway um so again lots of greens it's semi-solid greens, and it's just really, really nice. And this is from Lollipop lollipop.yarns, um, which is hand-dyed in Hamburg. Now, I think it's Suzanne is the, the girl who dyes them. She has her own website, which is www.philsflash.de. That's F-I-L-Z-F-L-A-S-H.de. Um, it does appear to be a German website, but I did manage to find my way through to her main stockist which is my l y s w w dot m y l y s dot d e um which is an internet based store that's actually now becoming a bricks and mortar store and i think on no today today it opens with a knit cafe and um yarn shop so that sounds really lovely so that's lollipop.yarns And then over on the um, Ravelry group, Bella Socks put several dyes in, and I'm going to leave you to go and look at that list to to get the full ones, and Dr Gemma put in a a lovely long list. So what I've done is I've picked from each of them um, to talk about. Now, some of them I've heard of, others I've never heard of, and none of them, I'm shocked to say, have I actually bothered to stir my stumps and go and have a look um, at the websites or the Etsy shops. So how terrible is that? But the two that I've picked from Bella Socks, one is the Sanguine Griffin, which is www.SanguineGriffin.com. S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E-G-R-Y-P-H-O-N. Now, I have heard of the Sanguine Griffin, and the people who use it on um, Ravelry do rave about it. The colours look gorgeous. There's yarn and there's fibre plus there's actually notions and spindles and all sorts of gorgeous things like that um i just crack my sides laughing um at the sanguine griffin and i think that's probably because i grew up in a rural market town on the border between oxfordshire and buckinghamshire now hotter Than says i sound quite a lot like her friend and she is currently living in an area quite close to where i grew up so I guess that means that twenty years living in the North West hasn't completely um, submerged my native accent. I don't think I have much of a native accent. The town I grew up in um, has an awful lot of people who've moved out from London and commute in so it's quite diluted, the Oxfordshire accent. But every now and then I'll just say something that comes out that sounds particularly Oxfordshire or, or Bucks, might I grow up on the other side of the border. Um, anyone who's not sure of what the Oxfordshire accent sounds like? well it's it's just it's an awful lot of like well you sound like that me duck and um, no i don't that that's darling um so it's it, you know you, you might come from Ducklinton, which is on the far side um so it's it's starting it's the softest part of the west country burr that sort of goes all the way through and everything i'm doing now just sounds comedy comedy accent sorry Anyone who's listening in Oxfordshire, I do apologise. I can't do a rural Oxfordshire accent anymore. used to be able to, but I can't anymore. Anyway, every now and then um, I'll say something that my husband will just fall about laughing. And one of the phrases will be, if I see a particularly large bull, um, or, you know, it can be a particularly large any animal, but it seems to be a particularly large bull. Um, Now, it just slips out I don't think about this little phrase um, but the reason that I think about it whenever I look at the Sanguine Griffin uh, yarns is that one of the most popular yarns that actually the several times I've now checked this website whenever I look on they are all sold out is the sock yarn called bugger now it's spelled b u g g a with an exclamation mark and the photograph that goes with it on the website is a photograph of a butterfly and all of the yarns have got butterfly or moth names um, so you've got the Adonis butterfly colour, you've got the Autumn Tiger well they're bugs really, Autumn Tiger Beetle um, the Black Witch Moth, um, the Bog Fritillary the Bronze Moth. Okay, Now they are beautiful beautiful yarns They're mainly semi-solids, one or two variegated, but mainly semi-solids, and lovely, lovely yarns. Um, But I just can't, every time I, I look at the neck bugger, a, a, a sock yarn called bugger, I just want to crease my sides laughing, because the bit that makes my husband laugh whenever I do see a very large animal is when I just instinctively, without saying anything, look at it and go, that's a big bugger, and um, he sort of just falls about laughing and says, you're very you are a farm girl really aren't you and i'm not i'm not i'd love to be a farm girl but i'm not i'm, I'm too much of a townie i let the cows out and cause all sorts of uh, trauma um but i just whenever i look at this sock yarn i just crease up laughing i mean a, a sock yarn called bugger i mean you know it's like oh no don't even go there don't even go and think about all the possible obscene names you could call yarn um it's just not nice is it really so but the yarns themselves do look beautiful. They do look just absolutely gorgeous. So that's the Sanguine Griffin. The other one that Bella Socks um, recommends, which I've never heard of, is A Verb for Keeping Warm. So that's at www.averbforkeepingwarm.com. Spelt exactly like you'd think. No numbers in there at all. Um, That takes you through to um, a page that you can either select to go to the blog, or you can select to go to the store. And the store has quite a lot of fibre. Um, there are some yarns as well, which um, is some gorgeous looking yarns. Alpaca silk. Um, there's some lovely lace way right here, shimmering. It's called. Uh, if I click on it. Um, it's 100% silk lace weight yarn and it's just beautiful and all of these yarns appear to be naturally dyed fibre and yarns um, it does say there very sort of clearly at the top naturally dyed fibre and yarn and they are just beautiful and actually you can buy you can actually buy the natural dyes as well if you wish in the mordants um I'm not entirely sure I'm going to buy a bag of cochineal bugs. Um, but, you know, it's really nice to see um, some of these things available. Now, both the Sanguine Griffin and the um, a Verbal Keeper Warm are, are American sites. Um, so I haven't ordered anything from them, but they do look beautiful. They really do look beautiful. Very, very nice. You know, very soft colours, those natural dyes, aren't they? They're, they're not that screaming in your face of the of the acid dyes or the protein dyes I love the screaming in your face of those I have to say um, but I do like natural dyes as well for a nice contrast. Now the two that I've picked from Dr. Gemma's enormous list um, is Pigeon Roof Studios and Frackle Face Fibres they are both on Etsy um, so www.etsy.com and then you can search for their shops or you can actually go directly to them www.etsy.com Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Pigeon Roof Studios or forward slash shop forward slash Freckle Face Fibers. Okay. So Pigeon Roof Studios. If we have a look at that, then we've got fiber and yarn. Now, I'm not sure. Is this yarn? Okay. So we've got... These look like they are um, some DK weight yarns, but we've got some singles, baby alpaca um, in a lace weight. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous colours. Um, the fibres are lots and lots. Uh, at the moment, there's lots and lots and lots of purples on that page, which of course are just appealing to me because I just do love me purple. Um, they're looking lovely. Yesterday, um, the luminosity project um or the luminosity fiber club memberships went up yesterday um now reading this luminosity fiber club is part of the luminosity project and the luminosity project is a new line of, of yarns that she's dying with i'm assuming it's a she how, how sexy is that dyed with a multiple application of color to create incredibly beautiful intense colors As an oil painter builds up his surface with glazes, so do I build up the colours with applications of dye. A colourway may contain up to ten applications of colour. The yarns are luxurious. Cashmere, silks, merinos, silks, alpacas and other blends. Colourways are are unique and non-repeatable and base yarns may be limited as well. So, you know, just absolute gorgeousness by the sound of it. I have to say, the prices here look a little bit uh, more expensive than... Some of the others like a verb for keeping warm. The um, Sanguine Griffin, the sock yarn, seems to be retailing about $28, which I'm not sure what that is these days. Um, I think it's about £20 sterling. I'm not sure. Certainly more expensive than um, the British equivalents, abstract cats are. Um, I think they were retailing at about 11, um, 11 12. Yeah, 12, I think. For retailing. But they do look absolutely beautiful. And then the other one um, was Freckle Face Fibres. Again, just... These are so colourful. There's lots and lots of braids on the first page um, of fibre. And they are just so colourful. They're just lovely. There's the, the rainbow one. Rainbow Connection is just beautiful. It just... Oh, I'd, I'd love to be able to know how to spin it so that it didn't go muddy i suspect that it's actually all in the plying and i suspect that's probably where you navajo ply and i'm not sure oh, i don't know how to do that goodness me you know i haven't even plied i've still got it all set on my spindle um my, my my little shetland brown shetland is still set on my spindle because i'm too scared to take it off um but there are just some gorgeous colors there there's a gorgeous one called tutis and fairies which is really really pale pink lilacs and pale pink um Pale pinks and pale lilacs. And it just looks... I, I can think of several little girls in my class that that would just be ideal for. Because, you know, they are all tutus and fairies. And it's just, oh, gorgeous. Californian poppies is a gorgeous bright orange. Nutmeg, lovely shades of browns. So, really nice. But the yarn's really nice as well. Um, and these yarns are... Um, you're looking at about $23 for fingering weight sock yarn can't see a weight no it doesn't say weight but it's it's you've got about 430 yards which i think is about 400 meters isn't it um so that's going to be around about the 100 gram mark isn't it and then you're looking at six dollars um shipping on top so you know again buying these things from america just sort of put them into a little bit of the pricey um range but you never know um you know someday i might treat myself but they are beautiful. Some really nice things. So, um, so that's the Indie Dyer. So thank you very much for everyone who contact with those. Um, what else this week? Well, I've talked about my post office slump. Um, and uh, it is having a, a negative impact on on my knitting, because I just sit in there like a vegetable. I'm sort of not really aware what time it is. I'm not sort of sure whether it's time to eat or not. Um, and it's a good job that that sweater is just nice brainless, um, stocking stitch and brainless garter stitch for the cowl because I really haven't been capable of doing much more. So if I sort of skim onto the what's on my hooks and needles, that's it really. It's all now knitted. The shoulders are joined, the necks joined, the necks complete, uh, the shoulders are set in. All I need to do now, uh, and I just couldn't do it last night because I was just too tired, is, um, seam up the side seams and underneath the arms and then my sweater is done hurrah only what three weeks after i'd originally planned to do it i think it would have been a stretch i might have been able to do it probably because i was so psyched with all that adrenaline but um just not this just not happened since ofsted i'm just it's i'm very everything i do is very slow very slow very very very, very slow Last weekend I did dis- work on two more travelling scarves. We're nearing the end of all the travelling scarf journeys, so um, just did some nice mindless garter stitch on those two, um, which is all I'm really capable of, like I say. So that's it. I haven't done any crochet um, on any of the blankets that I'm working on, either the NYOB blocks or um, putting a crochet edge on the memorial blanket for Andrew and Claire. And I really do need to look at that now, but I just want to get this sweater out of the way I just I have this horrible horrible fear that I would put it down because I don't want to do the sewing and then I will not pick it up again um, and I've always resisted making large garments because I just always think my finishing is going to ruin them um, and I just need to get it done now and out of the way um, so that that's what's on my hooks and needles not much slow going um, but it's coming together and The sweater the end is inside it will be finished today oh something i forgot to tell you i've actually got it written down here just it would help if i followed my notes wouldn't i um does anybody get ryan forward magazine because they've got a little um section in there an interview with some podcasters and they contacted me back in january um so it was only just after i'd started really so um it was very early days and they said oh how many listeners have you got and at that point the episodes were downloading about 350 per episode they're now much closer to a thousand per episode which just blows me away I can't quite can't quite comprehend that really that's quite stunning anyway um, they contacted me so gave me some questions, I sent some, back some answers and then didn't hear anything more about it so I assumed that they hadn't actually decided to go forward with my piece because I was too new and hadn't really got anything too interesting to say, but when I went to um, Fibre and Clay on Thursday for Knit Group, um, she had a little rearrange and there were a little pile of Yarn Forward magazines with a bit on the front saying about podcasts, knitting podcasts, so I thought oh, I wonder, I opened it up and lo and behold there was a picture of my Celestine and the signature photo, very large, in the magazine page and it was quite exciting. Um, but I'm in quite select company because there's only three interviews in there. Um one is The Brilliant Hoxton at Electric Sheep. Uh the second one is me, and the third one is Nitpicks, which is a huge podcast. It's huge, it's about eight thousand listeners. So um gosh I I don't know whether just they contacted more and nobody replied or or they just decided to pick a couple and it may be that I'm there because I started um it quite recently before she contacted me and that's why it's it's interesting to to get my perspective. But I'm quite excited by it now. I have to say though, if you do read that article and my plans for the future, um already I know I'm not going to be able to go to Woolfest in Cumbria because I've got a wedding the same day and there's a good chance I'm not going to make it to the Tamin Oxfordshire show as well. Um because there are two weddings on that day. Uh, one of which i have definitely been invited to the evening reception of and one that I may or may not, which is the family one. So it's all a bit hideous trying to actually work out. So I can't say that I'm going to get to the Tame show um, and report to you from the domestic tent, which, believe me, is going to be nothing like David, Reedy and Sally reporting from the Royal Sydney show. <laughs> you know, I think it'd be like, oh, look, there's a pair of baby booties. Oh, look, there's another pair of baby booties. Oh, look, there's something that Nick's put in that's not won a prize. You know, that's... That that makes me sound bitter and twisted, doesn't it? Um, I didn't win a prize for the Fair Isle Tam that I put in last year. However, I did come third in the crochet class with my purple crocheted zigzag scarf. There were only four inches in the class, but I came third. And the one that didn't win a prize didn't get highly commended either, so, you know, I can't have been too bad. Um, But I think you know, what I'd quite like to do, and I don't know how I'll do it now this year, because if, um, if the family wedding is a goer for the invitations, then mum won't be, um, stewarding the tame show, which means that actually I'm going to struggle to get anything there, but I was thinking that a lace shawl might be the way to go if I want to get, get myself covered in glory in the tame show, is to, uh, you know, go for something quite impressive, possibly not just a Tam hat, but it, you know, it got quite good write up anyway. So, but that's quite exciting. I'm in print. A friend of mine said, Why didn't you put it? Put, why isn't there a picture of you in there? And I was like, Hello, <laughs> hello, I'd like people to listen, not be scared. Don't look at the picture of the scary lady. Um, so, so that's it. So, there's a, a little interview in Yarn Forward. How exciting is that? Now, this week's review, I've gone for something slightly different. I've gone for some fiction. Um, I've gone for the Friday Night Knitting Club Knit 2 by Kate Jacobs, and I'll put her website up on the uh, links as well. Now, I don't know, about 18 months ago, I read the Friday Night Knitting Club uh, by Kate Jacobs, and it is chiclet, and I quite like chiclet. Uh, I like literary stuff as well, predominantly Victorian literary stuff. I'm not, you know, I find modern british literary authors sometimes a bit highfalutin um you know i can't do too many martin Amoses or iris murdochs they uh, i don't know whether i just i just don't understand them i'm just not very clever but i do like Chit like you know turn to your head you know nicely into neutral and then you can just get carried along with the story and I picked up The Friday Night Knitting Club about 18 months ago with high hopes of it and found it intensely disappointing. Um, it certainly wasn't the worst book I've ever read in my life, but it certainly was nowhere near one of the best. I didn't like the ending. I like my lit books to have a happy ending, and this did not. Um, I won't spoil it for you by telling you what it is in case you are halfway through it, but um, it, it didn't work for me. I didn't like um, the way that the author kept referring to the main character by first and surname. Um, She was running a yarn shop that was called Walker and Daughter. So I suppose that's why she kept wanting to call her Georgia Walker in the, the narrative. But it just seemed to me unnecessary. We knew the story was about Georgia. Therefore we didn't need to be told it was about Georgia Walker. There were no other Georgias in the story. So I found that irritating as well, and I found the writing a bit clunky. Um, and it's it's interesting. I I don't know anyone actually who read it and has really really enjoyed it. I think even on the Knitmore Girls, she she said she didn't like it. You know, so I, I thought it was quite interesting. But uh, last Friday, um, I was in the supermarket and feeling very tired, and there was this sequel. The Friday Night Knitting Club, knit two, and I thought, hmm. And I don't know, but I picked it up, and I thought, well, let's just give it a go. And it wasn't madly expensive in the supermarket, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a go. And, you know, I sat and read it in less than 12 hours, and I, I really quite enjoyed it. It's not up there with my favourite lit authors by any means, but it was significantly better than the first one. It picks up five years after the end of the first novel, um, and revisits the characters and where they are now. Um, and where their life has changed, and how the knitting group, or has evolved, um, in their lives because they obviously their lives have moved on, uh, in the intervening five years. And I just thought it was better written, and I enjoyed the story more um, because it had a more positive ending. Um, I'm very shallow, really, aren't I? That I want a positive ending, I want a happy ending, but. I like those kind of things um but i was heartened i was absolutely heartened by it so if you have read the friday night knitting club and like me didn't enjoy it you might not want to go and buy knit to the sequel but if you come across it in a library don't dismiss it out of hand it was better than the first story which was nice Okay, brings us on to um, our final section today. Something I really like, um, and besides chicklet, which I'm not going to particularly talk about because it's just chicklet, isn't it? It's, it's you know good fun romping stuff. Um, something I really like is actually fibre and clay, the yarn store in Knutsford that I go to um, for the knit group. It's not my actual closest local yarn store. That there is actually one in the town that I live in, um, but it's, um, that's very, not very much aimed at, but it is, there's a lot of sirdar and baby yarn, and it's a small shop. It's not, There's not room to um, stand around and chat, whereas Fibre and Clay has always had, as part, I think, of its um, appeal, the idea that it can be a meeting place for knitters as well as a knitting shop. It started off with ceramics downstairs a ceramics gallery downstairs and the knitting upstairs it's been in its present location in nutsford on Minchel street for about 18 18 months i think and no two and a half years gosh no i'm sure it, i'm sure the end of 2007 yes that sounds right um and two and a half years it's been there and again it was kind of a double front it looked like at one point it had probably been two premises. That's now one. Um, well, it must be actually because it's 13 to 15 Minshaw Street. So, yeah, obviously two properties. Um, knocked into into one shop property. So, it's double fronted. So, both of the downstairs rooms were ceramics and gifts, jewellery gifts. Um, Textiles, some textile gifts, textile jewellery. Um, upstairs was all the yarn. Two yarn rooms upstairs and a workroom. Which is where we meet. Over the weekend, last weekend, Rihanna and Nigel, I must have spent hours rearranging um, a lot. So now, in one of the downstairs rooms, there is the sock yarn and Debbie Bliss and a table with buttons on a stand and um, some knitting kits and some patterns. So it's actually now very obvious as you walk past the shop that it is a knitting shop as well as um a ceramics gallery and a gift shop um selling you know high-end gifts it wasn't always obvious before um to passing trade by moving some of the things downstairs what it's also done is it's meant that rihanna's been able to move some of the bookcases to a back wall in one of the upstairs rooms so that you can now look across it which is just lovely the lending library is now really um, easy to browse; you haven't got to get down on your knees, which I can still do, but I'm beginning to have a bit difficulty getting up again. Um, sorry, Rihanna, but but I am; the knees are giving out. Um, she now put a chaise long up in the main room, which just looks really inviting um, to go and lounge on, and it just looks really, really welcoming. It's opened up um, all of upstairs um, to make it feel really open and a a beautiful space to to browse in and downstairs just looks really really nice so that's this week's something i really like fiber and clay in nutsford and its new rearranging of um, its merchandise well done rihanna and nigel really really nice before i finish i would just like to remind you that next weekend is the liverpool make do and knit at the blue coat school in wavertree if you are in the northwest or can get to the northwest at some point over the weekend it's on on saturday and on sunday tickets are four pound for a single day ticket on the door six pound for both days um advanced purchase will save you 50 pence per day per ticket um and you can get those um from shop.knitonthenet.com there's a group of us going over from um the knit group it's next saturday and sunday the 27th and 28th of march 2010 and um i'm just really looking forward to it it's going to have this real vintage feel um there's fashion shows and a chance to see the poetry society's knitted poem uh lots of space for sitting and knitting there's some book signings some textile art exhibitions uh, and a lovely cafe so i'm looking forward to that it's a nice day out to mark the end of term and uh I'm hoping possibly to get some audio clips from it. I'm also hoping that I'll find my Ravelry badge in time, um to be able to pin it on. Um but I will be there. I'll be bobbling around, probably will have some form of Ravelry t shirt on, um possibly my bob in a big pile of yarn, although it may be love. Um I'm bound to have um, because I tend to wear them in these kind of situations, so people can, my friends can spot me when I wander off and get distracted. Um, I'm normally wearing my Swallowtail that's made out of tracking XXL in the 101 ombre colour, uh, which is kind of nice and rainbowy, and people can spot me a mile off. Um, if you do see me and you recognise me, please come and say hello. I'll probably be mortified and root to the spot and not be able to say anything and then say something really, really, really crass. So I'll apologise now in advance if I do. Um, but please come and say hello if you do see me. Um, and hopefully I will see some of you soon. Take care. Enjoy your knitting and your crocheting. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plane. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plane show page at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page, or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com or message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plane. Until next time, take care, and thanks for listening.